that, that hearts would be open to spiritual things, that um, it just wouldn't be a three-day crusade, but it would be a spiritual awakening in our city. Can we believe God for that? Would you pray with me? God, we just pray now for an anointing, not only on those three days, but Lord, that there would be a new spirit in our city. That as we have lifted you high, you will draw all men and women unto yourself. Lord, I don't know how else to pray, but God, send your spirit, send revival, God, send, send yourself, Lord, to our city. Help us to be open to you, and may many come to know you in our city. God, we are so hungry for revival, and, and our city has missed it time and time again. But your kingdom people today, your church is praying, and we ask heaven to show up here on earth. That your kingdom will come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I pray for those that we are bringing to the great glory crusade would come to know you and lives would be changed and transformed. And God, we just look forward to what you have in store for us here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There's a couple prayer events that you can be a part of for great glory and, uh, and come to those if you would like. But we just want to make that available to you. And we just believe that God is going to send his spirit and just a spirit of evangelism across our area. We've just started the fall season here at Christian Life. It's underway, but it has been good with prayer nights, marriage nights, one month to live is coming up. I don't know about you, but I am so excited about making God a priority in our lives. I mean, just that idea of saying, God, you're number one. You're the first place. I want to do things your way. I don't want to wait till the last month of my life to start living right. I want to make it a priority today and have the right ideas and, and go after that. And so I'm just going to ask you to give God six weeks of your life coming in October just to join a small group, maybe in a home, maybe at a church, here at the church on Wednesday night or Sunday morning. But I want you just to say, you know what? I'm going to be involved with this six months to live campaign. I'm going to just give God six weeks of my life and see what happens. When we make God a priority, he shows up in a big way. And we've been preaching about being strong. And this is my last message in the series on being strong. But God just spoke to me through the Old and New Testament for you guys today, that the word of the Lord for you is to be strong. Even in the most difficult times when people had faced difficult situations, he told them, be strong no matter what. And we could look at our world and look at our lives and say, I, I can't be strong, Pastor Earl. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. And you know what? You're not going to be strong enough on your own. You need the power of God at work in your life because you are inadequate but as we've learned, he's invincible. He is our great God. We started in Ephesians chapter 6 and we looked at verse 10. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I love that. You don't have to be strong on your own. You can be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. And Paul says it this way in the Philippians letter. In Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do anything through Christ. And the devil wants to destroy your life. He's out to destroy you, but God is out to give you an abundant life, to increase and prosper, as we heard in the word of the Lord today, but he's given, here to give us an abundant life. He wants to see you grow. You may say, well, why am I facing what I'm facing? Why am I going to go through what I'm going through this week or, 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 or this month? I mean, it's so hard. Why do I go through this? And the reason is, is because God is not interested in how you feel next week or how you're going to do tomorrow. He's interested in your eternity. So he might be doing something in your life right now that's preparing you for that eternal relationship with him. And so we have to just submit to him and say, God, whatever you want to do in my life, I just want to grow in you. And I know that you know my life and that you're going to take care of me. And your plan is for me to just kind of expand in every area of my life. So I'm just going to believe you, God. And I'm going to hold on 
and I'm going to be strong in you. We learn that God covers us from head to toe in the armor of the Lord and then gives us the word of the Lord to, to fight in battle against the enemy. And I love that picture, that we're protected from head to toe, but it goes beyond that. It, we looked in the Old Testament at Joshua, who's facing a more difficult circumstance than any of us will ever face. And he said, I want you to remember that my promises are true. Stay in my presence. Don't walk off the path that I gave you and do what I've asked you to do, Joshua. And Joshua did that and he was full of courage and full of strength. Last week we talked about simple teamwork, that when we just uh, work together, we get more done. When we are together, we're stronger, we're more bold. And so God said, I want you to have a koinonia relationship with people. I want you to fellowship and, and share and talk and participate and commune together. And you're going to be stronger when you're together. And today, as I conclude, I want to say that you are strong when you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're automatically strong when you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I know I say this a lot, but my heart is so full right now as I begin this sermon that this message I'm about to preach to you, if you listen to it and obey it, it will change your life forever. Now, I know that the Word of God can go and change us at any time on any Sunday. I mean, I get that. But today, I just sense in my spirit that if you grab hold of what the Lord wants to speak to you today, it could change your life forever. The Word of the Lord that came forth this morning is true. There can be a quantum leap in your life if you say, yes, I'm going to do what the Word tells me to do today. Jesus came and He proclaimed a new kingdom. We heard that, as Pastor Fred said, you know, it's the kingdom of God. Jesus came to this earth and he said, there's a new kingdom that's here. He followed John the Baptist and he said this in Mark 1.14. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent for, of your sins and believe the good news. And later on, he says, the kingdom of God is within you. It's a new kingdom. Jesus came and said, the world has its kingdoms, but I'm giving you a new kingdom. You know the old covenant, but I'm giving you a new covenant. There's something different. There's something happening. And you know what? It's not about a political system. It's not about a government. It is about my kingdom where I am king. It is not a democracy. He is the king of his kingdom. He's king of kings and lord of lords. But in his kingdom, he reigns and we are subjects in his kingdom. And he says, I want you to be a part of my kingdom. I want you to live differently. We know how to live and get through school and work and life. We know how to do that. But he says, my kingdom's different. I want you to live in my kingdom. And I want you to grab hold of what I'm telling you. And if you want to follow me, you can be subjects in my kingdom, but you're not subjects. You're going to be in my family. And he's going to house the subjects or the family of God in his church inside the kingdom of God. And he says, I want you to be a part of the kingdom. We talk about building the kingdom, expanding the kingdom of God. We've had missionaries share the past several weeks of great things that are happening around the world, but it never tells us in Scripture to grow the kingdom of God or expand the kingdom of God. All we're told to do in Scripture, you and me, is proclaim the kingdom of God because he builds it and his kingdom is without end, so we don't have to worry about that. We just proclaim it. When Greg Laurie gets up to preach, he doesn't have to get people saved. He just proclaims the message. We just proclaim, and God builds His kingdom. And the definitive teaching on the kingdom of God, the complete teaching is found in Matthew 5-7, through which is what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And this speaks to all of us, whether you're a brand new Christian, or somebody that's been walking with God our whole life, or maybe somebody that's still not yet a Christian. You can read this, and Jesus says, this is what it means to follow me. This is it. There's not going to be a quiz later on. There's not going to be more that you have to do. I want you to know the whole story. 
before you get started. This is what you have to do. My heart is full because um, if you get a hold of this, it's everything. It's everything. It's complete discipleship. This is the ultimate guide to discipleship, to be strong. It's a complete look at what it means to live in his kingdom and as Jesus is king. So I'm going to give you a homework assignment this week. Matthew 5-7. through Read it. Study it. Get it inside of you. It will challenge you to the core. I read it over and over this week and it just spoke to me. It challenged my thoughts. challenged my actions. It challenged my heart. It, my attitudes. Everything. It speaks about our public life, our private life. It tells us the golden rule. But it's not just good sayings that Jesus gave. There's some real hard challenges in there. He says, I want you to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. Wow. He also says that if you want to follow me, it's narrow. It's very narrow. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. There is a very high standard. It gives us practical teaching. It gives us spiritual teaching. It tells us how to deal with our enemies and how to deal with our friends. It tells us about how we should pray and how we should use our money and how we should fast and spend time with the Lord. And, and again, it, just, it, will, it will radically revolutionize your life if you say, I want to do what that passage of Scripture tells me to do. And he ends with a parable, and that's going to be our Scripture for today. This parable is found at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and it comes in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. It says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds his house in solid rock, although the Rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against that house. It won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Whoa, that is the last thing Jesus said. It's the only parable that he gives in this passage of Scripture. He gives illustrations and word pictures throughout the Sermon on the Mount, but then he ends with this story. This is the closing story to the sermon. And when he's done with this story, the Bible says that the crowds go, whoa, wow. I've never heard anything like that. We've never heard any teaching like that. We've never heard authority like that. It's, it's like God speaking to us. It was God. They just didn't know it. But it's like, Wow. And Jesus ends everything, this whole teaching. This is how you live your life. You want to be in my kingdom? This is how you live your life. And he goes on and on and on for three chapters. And then he says this. It's all meaningless if you don't do two things. If you don't listen and obey. He says, if you want to live in my kingdom, you have to listen to my voice. And, the and is important there, you have to obey. You have to listen and obey. There is no other requirements than to listen and obey God. You want to be a disciple? Listen and obey. First listen, then obey. But he says that's what it's all about. In fact, he talks about this in the a few verses just before. It's just three verses before this. Before the parable, he tells us this in, in, the, in the kind of the closing part of the Sermon Mount as well. In verse 21, he says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. 
Wow. Only those that listen and follow and obey what God says go in. There's a lot of people that listen to God, but they don't necessarily obey God. There's some people that don't do either, but that's not us in here because you're here on a Sunday. You want to hear what God is speaking to you. And Jesus is making a startling strong point here, but it's very simple. You have to both listen and obey. If you want to be my disciple, you have to listen and obey. If you listen and obey, your life is built on the rock. And no matter what happens, you'll keep standing. But if you don't, either listen and or obey, your life is built on sand. Now when you think of sand, you think of shifting sand. You, you think of something that's not solid. You think of that sand castle you could build, but then when the tide comes in, it's gone. It's wiped away. You can't build anything on sand because you can't get a firm foundation. But when you think of a rock, you think of something stationary and secure and strong. And so it's all about the foundation. That's what Jesus is saying in this passage of Scripture. It's all about the foundation. If you want to be strong in life, build on a strong foundation. Because the winds will come and life will happen and you'll be destroyed if you're not built on solid ground. Now, I wanted you to get this teaching because I, I saw, that th- saw this this week more so than ever before, although I knew the context of the passage. A lot of times we think that our life has to be built on the rock because, you know, life's hard. You know, bad things happen, and so if, if you know, bad things happen to us, we'll, we'll collapse if we're not built on the rock, and, and that's true. But, you know, bad things happen to good people, right? And sometimes we see their lives, and it seems like it's, it's all messed up. But you can't see the foundation of someone's life. And what I mean by that is this, is this parable is not necessarily about this life. There are good things happen and bad things happen in my life. This parable is actually in the context of God's judgment. We just read about that. There's going to be people that say, Lord, Lord, we, we knew you. And he says, I'm sorry you didn't. Only those that heard and obeyed, those are the ones that knew. And so this passage, this parable is actually in the context of God's judgment. When you see God face to face. When God goes, what's left standing? See, storms are going to come in life to the good, to the bad, to, to everybody. It's going to happen. And, and things can happen in this life and bad things can happen. And you may say, well, I don't know if God's, you know. Are you building on a secure foundation? Because it's not about this life. Just because somebody has a great life, on, it looks like they have a great life. Will they have it when they stand face to face with God? When it's all said and done, when judgment comes, do they have it built on a solid foundation? And you have to ask yourself that question. Am I building on a solid foundation so that when it's all said and done, and I stand before God, have I built on the rock? Where, where is my foundation? What is my foundation? Rabbi Zacharias tells a story in his book. I apologize. I don't know which book, but he was at the Ohio State University giving a lecture, and they were giving him a tour of the campus, and they came across the arts building there, the arts center. And uh, it was built with a postmodern theme by the architect, and so it was kind of random and meaningless. As you would walk in, there were some rooms that were unusable, or staircases that went to nowhere, or hallways that had dead ends, or just beams and pillars going different places for no reason, and it was to represent the randomness of life, the chance of life. And, and so Rabbi Zegger says, oh, that's very interesting. He said, I wonder if they did the same thing with the foundation of the building. Just did whatever they want. And the host kind of laughed. No, you can't do that with the foundation. You got to have a solid You can do whatever you want up here, but no, you can't do whatever you want for the foundation. 
Guys, it's all about the foundation. It's all about the foundation of our life. And I want to just get that across to you. You have to listen and obey because then he goes on and he says that there's a distinction between being wise and being foolish. Being wise and being foolish. And, and that's a good distinction to make because we have to begin to think that way. If we're wise, we're building on the rock, we're listening, we're obeying, and if we don't listen and obey, then we're being foolish in life. And that's a good way to think about things because, listen to me, most people don't think that way. This is really important. A lot of people, when they come to me as pastor, they said, Pastor, I want to know if this is okay or not okay to do. That's usually what the question is. Is this okay or is it not okay? I just want to tell you it's a very immature way of looking at life because what happens is, what we do is we try to justify and make what we want to do okay. It's about being okay. So we want to justify whatever we want to do to make it okay. Is this okay or not okay? But the real question should be, is this wise or is this foolish? Because it's much more difficult to, to take something foolish and justify it and make it wise. It just doesn't work the same way. And so he's saying you need to be wise in your decision because if you don't, if you decide to live like a fool, guess what? There's a great crash coming. Read that translation in that last verse of the parable. He says a mighty fall, a great crash, a great collapse, depending on your translation. And so he says there's a two-step building process for the foundation of your life. It's listening and obeying. And so you have the choice today when it comes to listening and obeying, and that is this. Who? Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to obey? That's the real question. That's the real choice that's in front of us. Who? And you say, well, I'm in church, so I'm going to listen to God, right? Yeah. You're here for an hour and a half, and that's great. I appreciate you coming. You're hearing, you're hearing the Word of the Lord. That's good. But there's a hundred plus hours the rest of the week that entertainment is speaking to you, you're your, your family's speaking to you, your job's speaking to you, your school's speaking to you, entertainment, all these things. There's just so, our lives are so noisy. Who are you listening to? And then who are you obeying? Well, I'm obeying God. Are you really? Or are you just doing what you want to do? Are you just doing what comes naturally? Are you doing what comes easiest? Are you just doing what you, you think is best? Are you living according to the kingdom rules that he wrote in Matthew 5 through 7? Are you living your way or are you living his way? Are you listening to him? Are you listening to yourself or to someone else? Who are you listening to? Who are you obeying? And I want to tell you today, listen to God and follow him. In whatever context you find yourself, wherever your life is, listen to God and obey him. How do you do that? By being in church. I'm glad you're here. Give God one day a week to be in His presence where we can worship the Lord like we worship today. Wow! To, to hear the Word of the Lord preached, be in a place where you can have that at least once a day, once a week, one day a week that you can be in the house of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to ask you to join a small group come October that you would get into a one-month-to-live small group, whether it be in a home or here at church, that you would get involved in a small group for six weeks that you say, God, you got me. I, I want what you want to share with me. I want to listen to you. That you would give God personal time in your life. That you'd be in His Word. That you'd be in prayer. 
We do so much with our families. We do so much at school. We do so much in our jobs. We watch so much TV. We do so many different things. But we need to give personal time to God. I heard this verse on the radio yesterday, and I don't know what it was about it, but just, it just shot out to me. So I want to share it with you today. Psalm 101, verse 2. It says, I will ponder the way of the blameless. Look at what the psalm writer says. I'll ponder the way of the blameless. And I want you to think about what you listen to on the radio, what you watch on TV, what you spend time thinking about. Is it blameless? I want to tell you that we need to ponder the way of the blameless, to, to look at it, to spend time with God speaking to us, whether it be through a, a sermon or through his word or through friends that are close to us, that we would allow God that opportunity to speak into our lives so that we can listen and obey. And too often we listen because we get enough of it, but we don't necessarily obey. And James has a lot to say about that. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word of the Lord and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully, you'll into the perfect law that sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then you will be blessed. God will bless you for doing it. So if you listen and obey, you're blessed. But if you don't, it's like looking in the mirror. You know what he's saying? It's like waking up this morning when you woke up and you looked in the mirror. You go, ooh. You know, you, <laughs> you look in the mirror. But then you don't do anything. You don't change your clothes. You don't comb your hair. You don't get cleaned up or made up or whatever. You just walk right out the door and come to church. No one here did that. Just looked in the mirror, didn't do anything, and walked away. And you know what James is saying here? He's essentially saying this. Why bother looking in the mirror? Seriously, I mean, why bother looking in the mirror? Because, you know, it doesn't matter. And this is going to sound harsh, but I want to take it one step further. If you're going to listen to God, but you're not going to obey Him, then you might as well just go home. You know, if you're just going to listen to a sermon and not do it, why listen? Seriously, I'm not trying to be funny, but, but why even spend the time listening? I mean, you'll be judged for it. So why not just go home and sleep in on a Sunday morning and just forget about it? I mean, seriously, why, why are you even bothering listening if you're not going to do it? That's what God is saying. It's listening and obeying. It's a lot like paint. Now, paint comes in a can. Paint is a noun. It comes in a can. But it is kind of useless unless you use the verb paint and you actually apply it to something. That's when paint serves its purpose. That's when it becomes useful. When, when you take the paint and you apply it to something. And, and so it's not enough if Leslie wants something painted in the house for me to go to the store, buy the paint, and come home and say, Honey, I bought the paint. And then not paint what needs to be painted. Because you know what you say? Why bother even buying the paint? Seriously, why, why even spend the money on the paint if you're not going to use it? God's saying that if you just listen and you don't obey, what's the point? I, I, I've heard this before and I, I love this quote. I, just, I, I absolutely love it. I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. I'd love to see it worked out practically. I would like to see it walked out rather than somebody just talk about it. 
Listen and obey. That's what God is saying here. You want to be strong. You want to be built on the foundation. You listen to God and then you obey. And I know this is going to sound trite, but I'm going to, I just thought about it. It's like, you've got to live your life anyway. You've got hard decisions to make. You've got to live your life, so why not make wise decisions? You, you, life's going to be tough. You've got to go through. Why not just make the wise decision every time? Seriously. I mean, if you've got to live life, why not do it God's way? Build on a solid foundation. The, um, just want to share this story with you before we spend some time with the Lord before we go, but it's, it's a personal story. Um, and it comes from when I was uh, heading to seminary. I, was, I think I was actually in seminary. And um, my dad said, why don't we go visit Grandpa Merrill in the nursing home? He was in a nursing home in, in Iowa. And I hadn't probably visited too much throughout high school and college because um, although we were very close when I was younger, um, my grandpa had been in, in a nursing home for quite some time, and, and his mind had, had kind of gone. It was a, it was a difficult, um, difficult thing to see him that way, but my dad was faithful to go all the time. And I'll never forget my dad saying, um, you know, he's, he's not going to be around much longer. And in fact, he did pass away while I was in seminary. And he said, why don't you come with me one more time to Iowa? And so I did, and, and I'll never forget that, that, that time. And... Um, and so I remember getting there, and uh, we were sitting on the edge of the bed, the three of us. I'll just never forget. I mean, I, I, could, I can describe the room to a T because it was just such a powerful moment. My dad was on one side, my grandpa was in the middle, I was on the other. And so we're sitting there, and um, uh, my uh, dad said to my grandpa, uh, young Daryl, he's, uh, he's graduated Bible college. He's going off to seminary. Do you have any words of advice for, for Daryl? And I was thinking, this could be a hoot because he was in in a different place at, at times, and, and he became so clear at that moment. He came back for, for a moment, for just a few seconds, and he looks at me, and he says, listen to God, and then do what he tells you to do. And then he went back out. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget that moment. That I don't care what I learn in seminary and theology and Greek and Hebrew. That's it. And it's not just for a pastor, which is great, yeah, great advice for a pastor, but it's for all of us. That's discipleship. Listen to God and obey. Listen to God and take a step. Listen to God and take a step. That's discipleship, is listening to the voice of God and then obeying. And what I learned about that, when, when I saw my grandpa say that, who'd walked with God his whole life, planted churches, just an amazing man of faith, is that I realized that, that discipleship is not a checklist. Well, I pray, I read my Bible, I give, I fast. It's not a checklist, it's a lifetime journey. It's a lifetime journey of listening and obeying. Listening and obeying. Listening and obeying. And so I want us to listen and obey God, but, but here's the truth. Jesus was a great teacher. We have things like the golden rule in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, amazing. But you know what? They wanted to kill him because of what he said. They didn't like him. Because what he said was difficult. What he taught about our lifestyle, what he taught 
about our enemies, what He taught about forgiveness, what He taught it was too hard to do for some people and they wanted Him dead. But to those that believed in Him, they became kingdom people that built their life on the rock and that when they see God face to face, they'll be built on that solid foundation. His way is a difficult way to live. When you study it, it will be difficult, but I want to tell you, go for it. Go for it. I mean, honestly, what's the alternative? Right? To live a foolish life and end in destruction? Great fall, mighty crash? Is that what you want to be the end? No. Go for it. Be strong. Listen and obey. Give God six weeks of your life to be in a small group. Give God one day a week to go to church. Give Him personal time. I've shared with you how to study the Bible, whether it be using the the SOAP method, Scripture observation, application, or prayer, 10 minutes a day in a 10-minute devotional. Give God time in your life and go for it. Be a kingdom person that listens and obeys God. I want to pray for you today. Would you bow your heads with me? I just want you to reflect on the Word of the Lord this morning as we go. God said so clearly in His Word, the only way is to listen and obey. Listen and obey. And if you're just going to listen today, you might as well just go home and save your time and energy. But I believe that you're here and your heart wants to, to do both. To build that solid foundation. And maybe you felt like, boy, I've been building that solid foundation and it doesn't seem like things are working out for me. Let me tell you, when that foundation is in, pl- in place, wow. When you see God face to face, you'll know that you did the right thing. You lived the wise way. Maybe not everything worked out the way you thought it should. But He was with you every step of the journey. And maybe your life didn't look successful in this kingdom of this world. But in His kingdom, your life meant so much. So we've got to stop playing by the same rules that the world plays by. His kingdom is different. You'll notice that as you read through Matthew 5-7. through And you can choose to listen and obey this world. That's building your house on the sand. Or you can choose to listen and obey God and build your life on that rock-solid foundation. And I want to pray for you that God gives you the courage and the strength to listen and obey. God, this morning we honor you. We lift your name. High above every other name. God, we want to listen to you. You are our king. Not only are you the king of the universe, the the king of all kingdoms, but God, you are the only king of your kingdom. We are subjects of your kingdom. And Lord, I just pray for each part of your family here today, each member, God, each subject, that we would have the strength and the courage to obey you. To obey you. God, we we don't want to just be hearers of the Word. We want to be doers. God, we want to follow You. And though it might be hard and and some might want to get rid of You and and kill You all over again, God, 
we will proclaim you to this world. We will proclaim your kingdom to this world. And we will proclaim not just through a sermon, but through an action. So lead us, God. Guide us. Speak to us. And we will follow you. Lord, we honor you today and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to worship the Lord this morning before we go. And um, part of action is... is um, is giving and and um, we as a church when Greg Laurie Crusade came to town it wasn't just about praying for it and, and bringing people to it they asked churches in the area and based on the size of the church to give uh, toward the campaign because they wanted it free so people can come and hear the gospel message free and so uh, we as a church gave that out of our missions uh, money and I just have to be honest with you with this year it's been so tight we can't just afford just to give money out of out of a budget when it's not even there so we need to to give today and and um, our church a church our size was asked to get five hundred dollars and so um uh, we we gave that already because they needed it and um and again if you can't give today please don't worry about it but if you can give something today to help cover that again it just helps just in this economy in this time uh, we want to be faithful give to the Lord. So you're giving, you're sowing into the kingdom of God here. You're sowing into the kingdom of God. And if more money comes in, we'll give them some more money because it's just what we want to do. We want to make sure this event is free for anybody that wants to come. But uh, men and women, come forward. Lord, as we give this morning, uh, we give for your kingdom to be proclaimed. Lord, we pray an anointing upon Greg Laurie as he preaches, as he shares, as he proclaims you. Uh, And Lord, may many come to know you and may revival come. And so Lord, we just give uh, in, in faith, believing that we are sowing into your kingdom and uh, growing your kingdom, God. And uh, so, Lord, we're just putting some action right now to our faith. We've heard, and now we're obeying, and we're giving. So, God, we love you, we honor you, and we give uh, to you today. I don't know if you can, but if you can, would you stand? Because I just want to spend uh, closing time in worship, because I believe the Lord is still speaking to us at this time. And so, just stand and let's worship the Lord uh, before we go this morning.
going to read the blessing and, and you'll be dismissed to fellowship with one another and share coin and eat in the lobby and then also to go to um, the kids clothes sale and just take whatever you need for your family or a family that's in need and uh, so that's available to you but also um, as we dismiss today if you want to spend a little more time with God because maybe you've been listening and not obeying or maybe it's your first time in church in a long time and you're saying I haven't even been listening if you just want to spend a little more time with the Lord uh, Pastor Jonathan is just going to continue to play the piano and worship the Lord the altars are open you can stay in your seat if you need special prayer maybe something you're going through this week maybe healing or something that you need I'll be down front to pray with you but um, I just want to let you know if you need to spend a little time with God do that. But let's be people that listen and obey the Lord. Let's receive the blessing of the Lord this morning. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God, I thank you for that blessing that rests upon your kingdom, upon your kingdom people. God, with all of our hearts, we want to be kingdom people that hear your voice and obey, God. That's our heart cry today, so Lord, go with us. Keep us safe. Make us strong, Lord. Building on that strong foundation. And uh, God, we can't wait to gather together again as a church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go and blessing the Lord. If you want to spend a little more time with the Lord, you can do that uh, here.